I'll work you out, get you right with your physical. Always just another interlude. Asking all the questions, girl, you know I don't do interviews. It's pitiful that when I'm with them other bitches, I pretend it's you. What up? We back for another episode of the Interlude Podcast. Yes, yes, sir. A year. Uh, man, so happy to be back in uh, front of this Zoom camera, you know, for y'all again. But uh, here we are, and we're getting it done. We're making it popping. So, man, now this week, we're just going to uh, touch on a lot of different things, man. I mean, uh, last month, uh, the month of June, was a lot, <laughs> to say the least. Um, A lot going on in the world, a lot going on with uh racism just uh the fight for equality black lives matter just so much um going on that has essentially resurfaced because we all know you know it hasn't you know went away at all but just resurfaced um you know, due, to, due to a plethora of events um and so you know we don't want to touch too much on that or get too political per se you know but of course um as you know music intersects with that you know we do want to have you know those conversations and just speak on you know how how the music industry and how that community you know has a voice you know in a lot of these things has a voice of course within the black community because you know they're pretty much for the most part synonymous so uh, we'll just start with kind of probably the biggest news you know musically of the month as it relates to you know the things that we just mentioned um and that would be uh j cole's track snow on the bluff and then the ensuing beef I don't know what you. I wouldn't even want to. I, I, I wouldn't call it a beef either. I'm just not sure. That's just the controversy, I guess. You know, as it as it relates to to um to no name and then you know her response to that as well. So, um, let's just start with uh let's just start with Snow on the Bluff, man. Uh, he he released that you know toward towards the end of the month um a couple weeks ago and he essentially you know gives in my mind you know he gives his take on not only him personally you know and how he kind of feels internally in terms of dealing with his status and where he stands in regards to everything that's 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 been going on in the world as of late um but also tries to start the conversation of how we can educate each other just as black people i don't really want to make it a gender thing i don't think it has to be you know per se i do i do understand the context and the wording that he used but I feel like he was more so trying to start a conversation just in general about how we educate each other um, and how we have those conversations with each, with each other that make our community stronger. Because I feel like sometimes it's easy to to band together toward what we know, you know, is a, is a common enemy. But sometimes we don't have the conversations that we need within the community to stay unified and to stay together. So um, that's kind of like my first little take on that. But what were your initial thoughts um and just on the track not even about what we'll, we'll get to the response but just on the track in general like your first initial my, response my, to initial, my initial response uh i was speechless um dang no for real i was i was really speechless and i was lost for words because as a as a young black man with you know that 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 is educated um uh, and i felt like i have a, a sense of a lot of intelligence to feel like that, you know what I'm saying? I've been in a situation where I've been on the front lines of protesting before. Um, I've been in a situation where I have been behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying, going hard too. And as a black man, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, whether it's a black man, whether it's a black woman, and to feel like exactly every bar that he spoke as far as like 
like niggas be really because you have all this knowledge they expect you to have the answers to to a whole bunch of shit and it's it's not like that you know what i'm saying it's it's not like that at all and just man his words really resonated and and, and sat deep with me man so yeah i mean i think he really spoke to imposter syndrome and i, I think a lot of people I won't say they haven't focused on it, you know what I'm saying? But I think that's something that is way more of a conversation than, than it's been. And that, that's not just in music, that's just in general. But you know, for him, you know, he, he speaks about because he has his college degree and of course everybody knows that. And I think because in his, in his music, he's so vocal about some of these issues that people just kind of, I say assume not to say it wouldn't be right to think that he's aware of certain things, but assume that he, knows exactly how to take action in every situation or just knows how to like I think it's I think it's not okay to assume that everybody is so in tune emotionally or mentally that they always know their next step or always know how they're going to approach a situation really a sensitive subject I don't like you can't expect somebody like a J. Cole or even somebody like a Kendrick Lamar or anybody who's tucked on this topic to really just come out and have composure and just be like, I'm going to put out this song and I'm going to speak universally for everybody how they feel because we live in an age where it's every, every, it's, it's promoted to think for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, you know, and I feel like it's, it's safe to say that his thoughts may not align with everybody else's thoughts exactly and i don't think that's wrong as because i don't it's not like he's sitting here saying he disagrees or doesn't understand or doesn't see the plight of the black community in general or the black man or the black woman or the black woman i think just him personally his feelings on the matter i feel like there are a lot of people that feel the way that he said and i mean as we get into what the response was and what the comments was a lot of people were I think more upset at the timing than anything, and and, and that I can understand, and I can and I can respect that and understand that. The only the only I don't even want to call it counter argument because I don't want to seem like it's a you know an invalidation of how the of how people feel, especially black women. But I think that something to consider would be I don't think there's ever really a true appropriate time it's a very touchy subject and there's never really an appropriate time to just kind of jump into that conversation right. especially with everything going on right now this is not going to die down we're still you know asking for justice for brianna taylor like, we're still asking for justice for so many people and so many black women for toy and so so many black women in particular it's like this isn't going to die down to a point where it becomes an easier conversation and i feel like there was it'd be different if if I, if he really approached it from a point of anger or aggression I, I would i would feel differently but i think and i, I think a lot of people's issues they felt like he kind of went about it passively and really kind of and I, I didn't take it that way personally like all bias aside i genuinely don't think he approached it from a manner of trying to be passive or trying to even tear her down as a black woman you know? I, there, there was no tearing down and I, but I think a larger issue and I, I'll definitely let you um, respond to this but I, I think a larger issue is that sometimes it's very difficult especially in our community in, in the black community because because black men and black women have such different plights in general like outside of the black community the black man and the black women have such different plights mm-hmm. that sometimes that becomes a competition in itself of who has 
the more difficult plight. It is black women, don't get me wrong, but it becomes more of a competition where when there's a space to challenge certain stereotypes with each other, there's no room comes up because, because, we're, because we're too stuck in, you know, my plight may be, you know, worse than yours and my plight is like this and you can't understand. There's no way we're really gonna be able to truly understand each other as black men and black women if we aren't able to challenge certain things that we've experienced. I, can, I feel like a lot of black men can say, and it's not even going into the, the stereotype of, of black women and aggression or what have you. It's difficult for a lot of black men to, to challenge black women, not challenge their beliefs, not challenge them on how they feel, but in terms of challenge them to be better. And I feel like it's more acceptable for black men to be challenged. And we in our own right are very difficult. Like we take being challenged a certain way as well. But I think in general, being able to challenge each other is somewhat of the overarching issue of where the direction of the song went. And then the, of course, the um, reactions, the actions that followed in terms of response. First and foremost, if you are a fan of hip hop, and knowing that these two artists are hip hop artists first and foremost before anything. They are hip hop for sure. You have to take out the sensitivity when you're talking about hip hop because hip hop was formed and structured on the fact that the shit that they're talking about and the subject matter that they're talking about, you cannot be sensitive to the ears about it. Whether it's talking about from the, the, the pioneers of hip hop back into the, the, the late seventies, the early eighties and on now, the things and the subjects that they touched on, which made hip hop, hip hop and gave these people, you know, who were saying are the pillars or, you know, the top, the top, whoever they gotta be in hip hop, who gave them that lane, you know what I'm saying, was the subject things that they was talking about. You have to have that lane open to where I can challenge my, like, in a sense, I feel like, it was J. Cole pulling his little sister to the side, like, hey, yo, you know what I'm saying? I know you, you know what I'm saying? We rap, we have plenty of conversation. I, I, I feel where you coming from, you know what I'm saying? I've never seen this this from you, you know what I'm saying? What's up? And, and as a black man, and for one, as a black man, who can't sit there and truly sympathize with black women, I think that's what, that's what uh, people have to understand as well, like, uh, I can't know the emotions of a black woman wholeheartedly, you know what I'm saying? I feel her just like she can't right. sit wholeheartedly and say she feel me. Exactly, exactly. The conversation that we can have on these platforms instead of us being out there dividing each other, oh, this nigga's a misogynistic or this person is this. And we, in the time think- right now, we don't need those. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, yeah. And for me, I think that's the biggest thing. One, I, I wholeheartedly think that I, I don't want to say he's wrong for releasing the song simply because he should have the freedom as an artist to release whatever the fuck he wants to release. What I will say though is the conversation that started on Twitter in terms of how people responded is a conversation that I genuinely feel like if you put Cole and No Name in a room, they could have. And it because it's not a conversation meant for multiple individuals. It's not. It's, it's not. It's a conversation that needs to be had between two to three people. Like it needs to be intimate and personal because it would be different if I don't like, and it, I guess it would be different if I felt like they didn't have any kind of relationship at all, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the case. I They not buddy buddy, obviously, but I think even from a respect stand, standpoint, there's enough mutual respect to where that conversation could have been had behind closed doors or what have you. And it would have been a lot more accomplished in that 
than people taking his song, I don't want to say out of context, but taking his song and almost putting their own spin on it. Because before I heard the song, I didn't even know about No Name's tweets. You know, and another thing I'll say is, I genuinely feel like if he didn't specify gender, if he didn't say, you know, black women. He would have put it as them. If he would have said, if he would have, if he would have been talking to another nigga, this doesn't happen. I, this, this doesn't happen if he says that. And that's what blows me because the, I, I've I seen. I, I'm sorry, before you go, I don't, don't want to say it. I just want to get this off. I don't want to say it blows me because I can, I don't want to, you know, I want to be careful. I don't want to say that I don't understand how, because he said what he said. So I don't want to make it seem like I don't get how as a black woman, if you're going, I can't, but if you're going to say and specify us, if, if you're going to do that, I don't want to make it seem like I don't understand where they could have a problem or where issue could lie. But I do get the frustration in where I get that he has to where he has to be generic in a way to for the message to get across. I feel like the minute he said, you know, woman and then black woman, mm-hmm. and he said tone, like that just shifted the whole message of what he was really getting at. And I think that's the more frustrating part. Like I get, you know, where black women can take offense most definitely. But I feel like the, the message, especially if you know Cole and you, and, and that's nothing like the people who went as far as saying Cole's a, a misogynist, like, I just feel like they really took that and they just, really, like they took it way, way too far. Cause and my thing is that if you're gonna call, if you're gonna call Cole a misogynist, you gotta call the whole music industry misogynist. If you can call the whole music industry misogynist, make that the conversation. Don't focus on- Not even as far as going to say misogynist, you gotta say the women that, that have been in there, in a sense, because of what they rap about. If you want to be technical or misandrous, but that's not even to get political or go down that lane. My thing is, I've seen a lot of comments about, oh, Cole would never make a song about this, about about guys. He's done it. He's he's yeah. challenged many of his rap colleagues, bro. He made an entire song named False Prophets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even on 1985, calling out a lot of the young cats that was in the game, he did it again on on a middle child understanding where he's at, where where he's at in the rap That's game. All the time, man. And so it's like, if you're gonna sit here and try to pick apart this conversation, bring your facts so you can have this conversation. Like, no, and, and I feel like it's a lot of people who jumped on board with this narrative because it's like, mind you, some places I wanna I wanna pull everything into consideration when talking about this. You still have some places that are in COVID. So a lot of people, they're just, they just running off of social media. Um, you have the George Floyd coming in, the toy thing that happened. So emotions are high, but let's not forget these people and what they have been activists for their entire career. No Name has always been an activist about the things that she speak about. This time right now is where we're in the time where a lot of the, I don't want to say media, but um it's being popularized to look for leaders within the music industry and stuff like that and that's not to go and say that the music industry has never had leaders touch on these topics because that's what gave us these prolific leaders that we had back in the day as far as music wise you know what i'm saying um you just gotta know the people catalog of who you're talking about you know what i'm saying if you're gonna sit there and make this narrative of this man is a misogynistic He's been in a rap game since 2009, or if you really a fan, 2007. And the things that he's talking about are relatable to black men that black men need to hear. The things that No Name talks about are relatable to black women, and as well, at times, relatable to black men 
those are things that we need to hear. Now, if you flip it to where I'm hearing both perspectives of the things that they talking about, and then they finally have this conversation on two different tracks, it's like, they've been talking the same shit, you know what I'm saying, for years. Now it's the fact that there's a set target of who they're talking about. So it's so easy yeah. for people to say, oh, I'm going to jump on Cold Wave or I'm going to jump on No Name Wave or I'm going to turn this person down or you an idiot. This is not the time. To, like, this is really, like I said before, it's just not the time. And I don't even think you have to look too deep into the situation. Like, the, the situation is not – I don't want to take away the seriousness of it because it needs it, – that's still serious. But to build an in-depth narrative and, and try to go off rip and say all the things that you could possibly say and, like, the shit, like, read the room and all this other stuff, bro. I mean, at, at this point – when when people are asking people to read the room it's like what can you say at that point you know and i, and I know a lot of people had took the stance of you know we should be saying nothing but protect black women at this time and i i'm not saying i disagree with that at all you know but at the same time it's it's a thing of where tough conversations are always going to be tough conversations and you can try and you can try to say and it, and this is not a gender thing this is just in general you can try to say that because something is more prevalent right now that that's not needed. But, but I also hate the, the connect, like, I feel like there was somewhat of a forced connection. This will be like really the last thing about that particularly. Um, but I hate that there was a forced connection between it seeming like because Cole was, was challenging no name in the way that he did, that he wasn't protecting black women. I don't like that correlation because because of what happened with like, you know, what happened with Toy and, and and everything, I don't think that just because that happened and then the song was released and he challenged another black woman that he feels differently or doesn't want to protect black women, you know, whether it be like your case for Toy, you know, Breonna Taylor, whatever the case may be. I feel like that's a very, very dangerous and scary correlation to try to force to fit this narrative of somebody being wrong. I think that's another thing as well. I think we've gotten to this point. I don't know if it's COVID or not. I mean, people have kind of been moving this way for some time now, but we're always looking for somebody to be wrong. We're yeah. looking for an issue. We're looking there's somebody down. It, it, it doesn't need to be that. It, it doesn't, you know, and I think, and the thing with No Name's response is so many people were hyping it up and it's not like, you know, she ain't had some bars in there, but her response wasn't a response. Like all she did was kind of, summarize what's been going on in the world and on Twitter in, in, in the last month. And that's not to knock it, but it's like, she could have did so much with that response. She could have addressed a lot of things that he said, and it's not to address it. Like he could, she could have addressed it in a way where she challenged him back, or she could have at least addressed the fact that she, that she was challenged as opposed to just it being general. Like it was like very general and very, very generic to me when in that moment where you know the world is watching, you could have really made it a conversation. And it, it didn't even have to be Cole's conversation, but you could have made it the conversation, even the conversation was for black women. Like that was the stage where you could have did it. And that's, that's really my only stance on it. Cause the, the more you talk about it, the more it gets tricky and the more it really comes down to opinions and, uh, and a personal preference of kind of like where, where you stand on the matter. And then that just more so becomes a, a man versus woman thing and then that just becomes extremely divisive 
for no reason at all and nobody's trying to hear each other. Nice. So like that's that's really tough. But I think something, uh, not even a debate, but a conversation that this situation has sparked, at least with us, is is activism, you know, within music. Um, like like you touched on, activism in music has been a thing for years. I mean, <laughs> when you think about when you think about the Marvin Gaye's, when you think about Shanina Simone, when you think about the Paul Robeson, Paul Robeson, like there's so many people who were speaking on these issues. And you I can only imagine that during that time there may have been a line or two in there that didn't rub everybody, you know, the right way. But just in general, from a from a activism standpoint, how do you feel about? Well, one, I think we 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 talk about it within the law all the time, like just the power of music in general. But you know, why do you think it's important? Why do you think it's important, but not necessary? Because I know people like to make the argument that you know artists have this platform, and with that platform, they should do A, B, and C. I don't disagree, but at the same time, we can't speak from not being on that platform. I, I, I would say this. Um, for the artists that we put on, because I'm, I'm going to say we, because we all have done it. Mm -hmm. um, we all have fallen victim to it, putting somebody on this on this pedestal and on this platform that, all right, this is our person that, this is going to speak for us. That They're our delegate that can speak for us because they have influence and they have power. So by standard, we flock behind them and stuff like that. As for us, that fault is on us because once that person say that one thing that we're not ready for, cancer culture comes in and it's just like, I'm about to rip everything about this person apart. And it's just like, instead of doing that, it is like, it's so many educated people out in this world. Like, there's way more educated than me and you or, or even the next person that's speaking on a, on a, on a topic that's very uncomfortable. And I feel like, so many people get caught in the hype of like, I'm trying to expose this person for for who they are and shit like that. Instead of like, yo, like, let me educate you real quick because you have this influence and you have this power and stuff like that. And people are going to flock to you. Use your resources to say like, if I can give you knowledge and you take this back and put that out to the masses, you know what I'm saying? What I'm doing as far as uh, whether it be a, a behind the scenes historian or anything of that of that notion that I know I can't get as much influence as you, at least I can pass off some of the stuff that I know. So it's getting out there in that sense. Um, and just to talk on the, the as far as activism and music, um, people that have been doing it for so long as far as hip hop, um, you, you got to... African Bambada, Common, Lupe Fiasco, Rhapsody, Kendrick, Wale, Prince, uh, and that's just to, to, to get outside of hip hop. But MJ, like it, yeah, equally, um, like it's 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 so many people, and these people that I just named, the things that they talked about, there was no filter to the things that they talked about, and which made them great in the sense of whatever it was, hip hop whether it was Prince, you know what I'm saying, with, with Pop and Michael Jackson with Pop and Janelle Modan, Jandana, it's like, it was no filter. And this kind of leads me to talk about the next subject in a sense, uh, the new age of people that are touching on activism, who's getting, uh, who's getting the hype, who's getting the nod, and who's getting overlooked. For instance, um, I know me and you had a short de debate, and at first, I don't know if you still feel this type of way, but the gas that they was lighting, as far as the flame that they was lighting with the little baby track. Mm. Um, do you still feel the same way now, or how do you feel? 
uh, I don't want to. I wouldn't say I feel like he's 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 being gas because I don't want to take away from what the track does mean and what it does represent. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just know when people when he dropped the track, there were a lot of people saying, you know, you know, baby is goaded or you know what I'm saying, like this, that, and the third, and all of that. And you know, for me, I guess it's just like. Baby's been in the game for some time now, you know, and none of his music prior to touched on any of this. Not saying he's required to at all, mm-hmm. but since it hasn't, why is it that because he made one song, in the mind you, in the midst of everything going on, like you at any point in time are aware of the basic, you know, uh, systemic, you know, inequality that goes on in the world that revolves around black people. So I don't think Little Baby is not aware of that, you know, especially, you know, if you think about his environment and how, you know, how he may have dealt with or the run-ins he may have had with, you know, police and things of that record, like, I'm pretty sure he has some type of understanding. So with that, I'm saying he's had the ability to touch on it or mention it before. And I just think people are quick to, I. I run, I told a line to saying people are easily impressed. And again, I say I'm towing that line because I don't want to make it seem like we shouldn't acknowledge what he did. But also, they are. I'm, and, and, and this is the me to say. Done it, you know, like I said, like people have done it before, you know, and my thing is this, when this dies down, when it's not what's happening, when it's not trending worldwide, are you still going to touch on this topic? are you still going to be talking about these things? And if he doesn't, you was just impressed because he talked about something that everybody was talking about. So, and, and it's not to knock him down. It's just saying like, for, as a as music fans in the music community, let's be 100% real and keep it real. You can't just because certain people have more of it in their catalog, like Lil Baby's still a black man at the end of the day, who on any other day, you know, people may be talking about how he disrespects black women, you know, in his music. So it's like, are we gonna hold people to the same accord? And that's my only thing with that particular situation. Great song, great message, and great for the moment. But when we talk about, oh, he's goaded, or you know, he's doing this, or he's at this status now, because he made one song, you know, like that. And that that's kind of where I stand on it. Um, context is everything. Wording is everything. So for me, um, being an avid fan of hip hop that did the goat, the goat word itself did run me the wrong way. Now, where I got iffy, where I did get iffy is where I seen a lot of people, you know, that were, that are J. Cole fans, Wale fans, Kendrick Lamar fans, anybody that's in our time of hip hop that, you know, really resonates with us and stuff like that, uh, modernly, that speaks on these type of things, that they're upset because, oh, this person gets overlooked and shit like that. We can't think like that. <laughs> it it kind of goes back into the early conversation that I had. Like, yes, you niggas is crossing the line when you saying goaded. Uh, that is for sure. But like you just said, never take out of that man's mouth the what he's talking about because on any other day, he's a black man. And that man can lose his life just like one of us. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that he is using his platform to speak on these things and the people that don't usually listen to the J. Coles, the Kendrick Lamars, the Wale's, you know what I'm saying, the Commons and whoever else, and they don't sit there and pause that day and say, oh, let me go into their catalog. Little Baby talking about this is giving them insight on the things that the people that 
who are taking that stand and taking that platform are fighting for that every day. You know what I'm saying? So to see somebody like Lil Baby do that, for me, that kind of that kind of made me smile. It's big though. It it is big though because you don't you don't. I would say who was expecting him, not him to make a song, not me. So the not fact me. that he did, I, and that and that's why I said I don't want to knock what he's done because to do that is is just pointless. There's no reason to knock him for doing what he did. It's just that as a community, like acknowledge that. Oh, I'm glad Lil Baby made that song, but let's. That's Let's not. open up. Like I feel like, as a community, we should open up the entire catalog of people that are speaking about these things because it will give you more insight. So when these situations do happen, your fire and your desire of being radical about the the, the social injustice that's happening in the world, you know what I'm saying? It's not I'm gonna act off the emotion and I'm gonna feel like this. You had, you know, blueprints of how you supposed to feel and how your emotions and all this stuff like that so you can sit down and concise the plan and stuff like that like within the baby dropping his track meek mill dropped the whole track meek mill track got did not get looked at and meek mill what he was talking about was the same subject matter of what the baby was talking about and one thing about meek he's been talking about this he's been talking about social injustice before his you know because his initial run-in with the police and stuff. I mean, like that's that. that's his whole story, you know what I'm saying? So most definitely. And I think another example is like, you got more people talking about a little baby video than the Sumi video. And it's just like, if you ain't seen the Sumi video, like, mm-hmm. that ain't, Sumi video to me at this point might be the video of the year. Like, it's because it's like, not only the song, but who, I don't even know if we've ever really seen. And there's probably been something similar made, but on the scale that he did it, that's genius. It was so, it's it's like, so relevant to everything. When that video dropped, I think the video dropped a month or a couple of weeks before the world broke out into everything that's going on. I think so. I think it did. I think it did. Things are always like, happening. Baby. It was like April. Of, yeah, it was, was definitely. Like it was. In the midst of COVID, I I, I yeah. say that it was in the midst of COVID. But um, like what you just said, bro. When I seen Sumi, um, Man. I just had to sit back and just really just think like, this is beyond somebody being in a bag. But this message is very, very, very powerful. Like the director that put that together and everything. And as far as whoever pitched that idea to Wale and them following through with it, yeah. I need to watch. And the fact that he followed up not only with the Sumi video, but he followed up with an EP. You know what I'm saying? And the EP is literally talking about anything that you can think of right now that we're discussing. That when you get when we probably get off of this recording and we pull up uh, social media, that's is still on there. Or when you turn on the news, that is what they still talking about. Yeah. And I. That is stuff that we need to be tuning into. I know a lot of people get tired of hearing, like, I get tired of hearing the things and this. And I get tired of hearing it too, but at the same time, I get tired of seeing black people get killed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and not, I don't want to say this is a trend, but like, it's kind of like what Wale spoke on on the tape. You know what I'm saying? Like, we on fire one minute, then the next is we're, we're burnt out. You know what I'm saying? Then we back on fire again. And, no, keep the entire, like, the same energy we have for George Floyd is the same energy we have for Tunyon. And I know it's probably a different situation because people want to say she was raped and killed by a black man and stuff like that, but that woman still needed justice. You yeah, know what I'm regardless, saying? Like, regardless, she needed justice. Breonna Taylor still haven't gotten justice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. these are 
these are the times that test us as a culture, um, as a race, that we need to be together. Like, there shouldn't be no time for us to be divided and trying to out-educate each other or, um, yeah, simply just out-educate each other and turn another Black person down. Everybody don't got the, the, the common sense. That's proven fact. They, everybody don't have it. But to sit there and say, I'm going to turn my sister and my brother down, then go turn around and say, I'm for the movement of Black Lives Matter and all this other counterproductive man honestly especially when neither of those artists in this context and neither of these people have spoken against that particular movement like mm -hmm. nothing they have said has made them against that movement there it's a it's literally a community you know like issue or at that point if you an issue i use that lightly you know but um but yeah i mean i think it's 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 an interesting thing because I think sometimes as as people, I was going to say as fans, but as people in general, it's very difficult for a lot of us to separate um, emotions and separate, you know, art and, and personal things like we we get to a point where we're fans of somebody so much. We love the artist so much that we feel like they are kind of supposed to share views or that we're supposed to be impressed you know, with everything that they do, or we're supposed to agree with everything that they do. At the end of the day, they just another person. Like, my mama is my mama. That don't mean, like, I'm, I'm about to be 25. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't agree. We don't agree all the time, but that don't make, you know, any us wrong or make our relationship any different. Me and you, like, any homie you got, like my sister, like, any homegirl you got, like, you not gonna always agree with a person. Right. And I don't really feel like if you got people around you that you always agree with, that's a little bit of a problem. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there should be room to be, again, there should be room to be challenged. There should be room for you to be able to learn from a different perspective. Like if you are from a, whether we talk about music, whether we talk about friends, whatever, if you are listening to, whether that's music, whether that's conversation, always listen to things that sound the way you think, or always listen to things that are in, you know, in line with how you feel and how you think, you're not growing as a person. You have to hear those other perspectives. It don't mean you change yours, but the understanding that you can have of another situation, another perspective, another experience, that just enhances your ability to empathize, your ability to be able to just show support. Because I don't have to completely understand your experience to support you. And I think that's where the support for Black women from Black men and vice versa, you know, that needs to be the thought. Like, I don't because there's no way either either side is going to truly understand the other's experience but that doesn't mean that i can't empathize and understand the pain like because at the end of the day we all black people and i feel like when we get to a point where that's being ignored and it's becoming divisive about just being right versus right or wrong or just you know proving a point or being louder than somebody else like that's defeat that defeats the purpose and it's that's just <laughs> message <laughs> message look bro that's hey that's gonna come up that's gonna come up in the episode i promise hey. <laughs> but no but like but, but for real and i think that's the thing that we need to try to avoid you know as a community i mean i you know i don't want to take it you know too far you know from the scope of music because at the end of the day like i know that's that's the platform this is but at the same time this, this does go deeper than music though and this is an issue that it's not solely based in music but an industry like music that we're so tied to that we're so close right. to especially with these black artists um, that are at the end of the day, black men and black women, it becomes a part of the conversation naturally and subconsciously, you know, so. 
So my question to you, um, have you seen Anderson Pack's new video? No, I know you sent it to me, but I did not get a chance to watch it yet today. By the time this ends, I probably will have seen it, but yes. I know a lot of people have probably already seen it. It reached like a million views in less than like four days. But uh, J-Rock probably had one of the most powerful verses of the year. I've, so, heard, I've heard about it, so I got to listen to it. Man, and the video itself, you got features. You got uh, guest appearances from Sir, Sid. Um, it's a video. Hey, the video like that. I can't fake it, dog. The video like that. Um, it touches on COVID references. It touches on, uh, you know, the Black Lives Move Matter movement. Um, it touches on a lot of things that I think people should see. So if you have not checked it out, please check out Anderson Pack's uh, new video as well. Check out Wale Sue Me. Um, yeah, all of that. Uh, no, definitely no, for real though. Definitely check all those videos out. Um, the, the last thing, I, and it's something I just thought about, but I guess like the last thing that we can touch on for the episode is I think it's important to note like some things that have been done before, you know, this topic was as prevalent as it is now, you know, not I, if we're thinking about Cole, you know, Cole's done, uh, be free. You know, we, we have that. We, we've seen, I mean, even Cole's experience, like in Neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like we, we've seen those things be touched on. Kendrick's Grammy performance. Like, come on, fam. Like, uh, I mean, just, the Butterfly, the album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just the thing, I, I mean, the Black of the Berry as a, as a moment, I think was completely overlooked for just how how real that that feeling you know can be um i mean be super bowl performance you know what i'm saying even uh you know eliminate as an album to a lot of degrees you know outside of you know of course some of her some of the direction toward jay there was also a lot of direction just in a lot of fans you know beyonce feel like this just her her play as a black woman and i feel like the thing that kind of attracts a lot of people to beyonce is the fact that she's at this you know god status you know in, in music and in the world but she's went through so many things that are so relatable and in her music she still touches on things and is very aware of what's going on like just like her and jay real big on you know supporting me you know when he was incarcerated it's like these these are things you see but people kind of look at and look over you know because it's not something that's trending it's not something that's a consistent conversation at the time and now that it is now people want to put people under a under a critical you know, lens, and it's like, we just gotta be careful you know, not to do that, because at the end of the day, you have artists who are doing this consistently, not on, and I, I, you know, I try to be careful, but not only when it's a prevalent conversation now, but when it's, when it's just, when you had the freedom to do whatever you want, you know, and even the same way, like, you know, For Your Eyes Only with Cole, like, Cole, following the success of 2014, like, you know, Force Hills Drive, is like, Cole had the, Cole probably at that point in time, Maybe not as much now, but definitely then before KOD, like probably had the world watching him the most following success. And he chose to tell that story. And that is the story of the plight. If, if there's ever been a story of the plight of a black man ever, like that's it. And a lot of people overlooked it because it was it was boring. The title of the songs, yeah. like that. And it's, that album wasn't, that wasn't that. And me, you know that, and of course other Cole fans, like, 
and that's one of those where the conversations of him being born and shit like that came back up. But that to have that platform and to speak on another black man that you was associated with was your homeboy, dedicated an entire album to him and his daughter. It's just like, bro, that's that's an amazing, powerful, and that, and like that's the kind of stuff that I feel like, like I said, we have to stop, like we have to look at everything. I feel like that goes for any type of relationship situation conversation you have to have all things considered and it's very easy in the moment to consider what's been like what's beneficial or consider what's what's convenient and not consider all factors when you're trying to take a stance on something or or make a point you know so i mean and i think just again i think it comes down to you know being being a fan of music and feeling like we have that access and feeling like we kind of have that right to judge and we don't you know what i'm saying so i i think a lot i think a lot of it comes down um to that in general as well man but i mean just uh any final words on on music and activism um how you think music you know may be affected um moving on from like just how powerful this month has been do you feel like throughout the rest of the year and maybe just as time continues to move forward I think the rest of the year for music um a lot of people music is about to come with a lot of subject matter so that is something that we can be expecting. I feel like a lot of people that probably have releases geared up for the end, the end half of the year probably went back into they, you know, they they catalog and changed out a lot of what they probably had coming. And of course, we always gonna have them artists who gonna try to take the spotlight off of the serious things that's happening and stuff like that. But I want to say um, for the people that are watching this episode, um, that even falls upon this episode, keep. I don't want to say gassing, but keep being insightful, keep, you know, being positive and open-minded about these challenging conversations that we as young black people, you know, black men and women, that we need to hear, that we need to understand, that we need to see different point of views to know that regardless of what position somebody is, is in the music industry or celebrityism, however you try to put it, that it is okay to have different views and opinions about it is as long as you know what you're talking about you're not putting that other person down you know what i'm saying it's uplifting and at the end of the day you're still putting the eyes on the subject matter that needs to be talked about and right now that subject matter is black lives matter black lives matter has been mattering for for forever and the fact that we have these people that's taking that spotlight and challenging these conversations and people are on social media saying this needs to happen or this needs to happen or i feel like this and all this stuff like that is showing that we have a lot of insightful people out there now it's time for us as insightful people to get in our positions and play our roles so we can put some progression forward and we're not five years from now, 10 years from now, we're in the same predicament and somebody else is having this conversation or somebody else is making a song or two other people are challenging each other and stuff like that. That's, that's personally how I feel about it, bro. So. Yeah, and I mean, I just touch on the thing you mentioned um, toward the end of what you were saying, but again, like challenging, my only thing that people would be, um, in, in this time, it's okay to challenge each other because it's still needed, it's still necessary. And challenging each other does not mean we're diminishing eat anybody's pain it doesn't mean we're taking away from anybody's experience but you know we love each other so we want each other to be the best that they can be so we should be able to challenge each other in that fact and in a, and in a way to be able to help us be better like i appreciate being challenged as a black man because i know that black women care about us so i'm not going to take offense to being challenged because i know at the end of the day it's that's out of love and i just want that to be looked at the same way 
when you have a black, you know, when you have black men, and I get it that sometimes the other person is not doing it from a place of love, or sometimes they don't seem like the right person in terms of how educated or intelligent they are to be doing it. But if you do have somebody in front of you that's willing to learn or that you know um, has has took the steps to have some of that knowledge, have some of that insight, you know, don't don't knock down, you know, being challenged because it's, com it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of just wanting you to understand maybe the other side a little bit better just so I can understand the other side a little bit better and we can, you know, try to meet in the middle as much as possible. So that, that would be my message. And I mean, I think, you know, the goal of, you know, this episode for us really was just to, it wasn't, you know, really even about, you know, the, the whole song and the whole kind of like insulin controversy is really just to touch on how important it is for us as a black community not to be divisive and music is really the one thing that has always kind of been a focal part of our community and held us together and i don't want that to be an avenue that becomes a pathway for people you know to to use to divide us you know more than everything else in the world already you know does to us to begin with so um I don't know, man, Jesse, if those were, if those were your, you know, final words, those are mine, man. And um, shoot, yeah, uh, not don't want to end on too much of a somber note because, you know, it's still the interlude, we still, you know, jiggy and everything, but we do want to make sure that, you know, we touch on these serious topics because they are just as relevant and as important as any other, you know, topic we discuss, man. So, uh, yeah, you know, this has been, ha, I get a little, get a little excitement in my push, you know. <laughs> this has been another episode of the interlude, but again, man, any thoughts, comments, things y'all want to say to us, do that. And shoot, until next time. Peace. Yes, sir.